Hey, everybody. Welcome to your off-week content for the Gimme the Loot podcast. The TTRPG podcast that apparently had a few guest quests tucked away in a folder and just found them and are getting caught up re-releasing them. So, on that note, this is a rebroadcast of our interview with Tony Winslow Brill, content creator in the TTRPG space, one of the authors of Candlekeep Mysteries, and a incredibly fun interview. Two reminders. One, that this is a rebroadcast of our streaming content and a little less edited, so you'll get a few more ums, ahs, clicks, gaws, gigaws, mimas, and peepaws. No, not, okay, okay. And, of course, Gimme the Loot and all its associated content is not a family-friendly show. If you'd like to catch these live and in person, Mondays, 7.30 Central Standard Time on Twitch. And then in the future, you can always check them out on our YouTube channel as well. Now, we don't just do interviews on the stream. We also do rules explainers, creative content where we do NPCs or our characters around a theme, random grab bag stuff from time to time. Those videos, after they retire from Twitch, go to live on our Patreon feed, uh, which you can check out at patreon.com forward slash GMDLcast and all the other cool stuff you get there. We actually just added some additional merch to the tiers. One last thing, and then I'll let y'all go. Tis the season for a new season. We transition our seasons between major story arcs. We are moving into the next one. What does that mean for you? Well, if you're new, it's a great place to jump on and get into the show. Because before the start of each season, we publish a recap, which takes us through an abbreviated version of the prior event so you can hop right in. This particular recap will also double as your introduction to Tori, who plays a new character on the show. So next week, you're going to get the recap. You're going to get another guest quest. And if we're lucky, maybe some other content, but those two for sure. And then the week after that, we'll be back to campaign content. If I can squeeze some out next week, great. But otherwise, you're at least getting the recap episode slash character interview slash level episode. It's definitely worth tuning in for, even if you have listened to the previous seasons. You get a rebroadcast of either our Ron Ogden interview or our conversation with Shrimp and Crits. I found that in a folder. But either way, check it out. Appreciate it. Y'all are great. Hope you enjoy the rebroadcast of the show. Hey, sneak attack, everybody. Uh, that's one thing we really should probably do better prepping the guests on that we don't believe in smooth transitions on <laughs> the guest quest, the community <laughs> interview show brought to you by the Gimme the Loot podcast, the, uh, the Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition actual play podcast. They took its green screen to work and forgot to bring it home. So don't make it <laughs> of the closet. Uh, tonight, uh, we are joined by Tony Winslow Brill. Uh, she is a sassy super mom by day and villainous ha elven half dragon by night, prowling the frosty reaches of Wisconsin. Uh, Tony has worked for many companies in various respects as a game designer or editor, with the most recent being Wizards of the Coast and Ghostfire Games. When not navigating as the director of research for a mergers and acquisitions firm, she works for Baldman Games as story lead and is the newest Dungeons and Dragons Adventurers League resource manager. TWB, how are you doing? Good. Good, good. 
Like I said, tired. I probably should drink some caffeine, but <laughs> oh, it's too late. The caffeine for me. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be super engaging. So we'll, it'll it'll our, our our stunning personalities will. Produce it's fine. Up. It has nothing to do with you guys. Just don't take offense <laughs> if I'm like, we'll we'll bl- we'll blame it on Harlan completely. That's fine. To talk to uh, Tony Winslow Brill are. It's Harlan, and I play Todd on the Gimme the Lou podcast. And um, I just want to mention having the only team, the only fan of a team oh, who actually won yesterday. Go Giants! Oh my god! There we go. My team won yesterday. Oh, you're not a Packers fan? <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Chicago. Oh, Bears fan. Bears fan. So both, both as a Giants and a Bears fan, y'all are. I'm sure used to the eventual disappointment, which will come. With the rest of the- <laughs> yeah. So you got to give Harlan his little bit of victory lap while he has right now. He gets like two weeks out of the year to be happy. Yeah. He gets to be happy. <laughs> right? Just a tiny little bit. Oh, um, but old Danny dimes was looking sharp. I hear from him. <laughs> along with, uh, 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 along with, uh, Oh God, I'm totally blanking on a freaking giants coach's name now. Oh, it's uh, a new one now. Daybolds. Yeah, it's hard Brian, to keep track of them. Uh, Brian, yeah, among, it's hard to Brian Daybolds. <laughs> along with Brian Daybolds, uh, long lost son, we are also joined by. <laughs> uh, I'm Jamie. I play Eldrin on the Gimme the Loot podcast. Uh, yeah, I, I, my slash is facing the right way. Harlan does not. Oh, yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't let Jamie be any righteous, righteous about the football. He's a, he's a Patriots fan. So, I mean, what are you doing? Oh, <laughs> Exactly. That's the the correct face. That's the correct face. So you've got, you've got, I don't know. Let's see. We're going to, we're going to go alignments by football fandom. I'd say giants. uh, I'd give you a a neutral good, kind of that hapless trying to do. Okay. Uh, uh, Patriots, definitely lawful evil. Uh, (laughs) lawful. They're quite cheaters. Okay. Evil. No, no. They know the rules and know how to break them. Lawful evil. Lawful (laughs) evil. Anthony. And I am Anthony. I play Baba Tunde, and my uh, my team got our disappointment out early. Uh, oh, dude, uh, they're not done. Top, 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 top five draft pick. Here we go. So <laughs> Anthony would be a Cowboys fan, the chaotic neutral team, because you never know whether the first half of the season is going to be the terrible half or the second half of the season is going to be the terrible half. No one to be kind of there. Yeah. So. Uh, and as a fellow Cowboys fan, I can say that I don't even start paying attention until game four because by then <laughs> I have a good idea of whether <laughs> I should start looking at draft picks or actually start rooting for the season. So, um, so cool game. We are back to the old new format. <laughs> that makes sense, I promise. Um, <laughs> where we roll initiative backstage and then the guys go uh, uh, round and round asking questions. I will lead off first uh, to give Harland a little bit of a softball and then it will go Harland, Jamie, Baba, and then we rotate around. As a reminder, they can take the dodge action if they need to, because if they're stumped on a question, but we will make fun of them for it. They are welcome to grab uh, questions from the chat. Uh, so, Dreken, you know, be constructive and helpful. Um, <laughs> Ms. Coral Bay Nikki here, she's the nice one. Um, <laughs> out of the two. Uh, it's when you when you find out that your meanest fan and your nicest fan are married, it, it's so confusing. <laughs> it, 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 it's very confusing. Um, and then uh, bonus actions and reactions. We'll, we'll make those rules up as we go along. So uh, first question, um, uh, at TWB, uh, which again, I apologize. I cannot help it. Um, I was raised in the South. <laughs> totally. Um, it's, it's awesome. It's fine. I have other people who call me that too. 
Um, so just, I would like to talk a little bit about Adventurers League right off the rip, because I think for somebody who's new to D&D, um, understanding that there is, speaking of leagues, uh, uh, league play for D&D or like official quote unquote play for D&D, I think is a uh, interesting hook or a dimension they may not be familiar with. Yes, absolutely. Um, so Adventures League is um, put up by Wizards, and it is um, there's kind of different. Uh, some of them are two hours, some of them are four. The majority of them are four uh, hour adventures where you can play with different people all over the world, um, different tables, different times of day. Um, you play the same adventure and you get rewards based on that adventure and you you can pick up your character that you have made and continue to play it, uh, hopefully through a continuing storyline, depending on what you're doing, whether you're doing the main storyline or if you're doing Dungeon Craft, which is community-based content. Um, so it, it lets everybody um, kind of, it's really good for, especially for uh, new players to kind of test the waters and see, or people who can't get together a lot uh, or, you know, dif different things. Like truthfully, my, my home group, we tend to play the Adventures League because everyone is old and busy and nobody has time to do their own campaign. So we're just like, all right, who's going to judge this, this night? You know, we try to take turns. We do round Robin and <laughs> somebody just picks up an adventure and we run it and play it that way. So. Harland, you are up. Okay, um, I was uh, in prep for this because I'm an avid prepper for the show. He, he um, does actually prep. He does, <laughs> believe it or not, folks. Harlan probably was, does the most homework for these guest quests. I was uh, looking at a, 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 another interview that you did, and you had mentioned oh um, God, did. online sessions versus actual play sessions. You seem to be leaning towards you prefer actual play sessions. And um, as someone who's only ever played online, what am I missing? What 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 do you like more about the actual play setting? And that, you may not like that. That's kind of just what I got from the interview. I don't know. But um, which one do you prefer? Let's say, how about we'll start there. Which one do you prefer? I absolutely prefer in person over online. So you were correct <laughs> in your assessment. Not that online isn't awesome and fun and fine, but um, I, I feel like they're very they can be very different beasts. And so. Okay. Um, my I enjoy in person more because when you're playing around a table, you know, you can role play with the person next to you and not kind of disturb the main <laughs> whatever's going on. Or you can, you know, if you're quiet, you know, you can do that. Um, I find online more draining mm. because I have to focus and everybody's looking at you and you know what I mean? And you don't have that like off five minutes mm, or whatever. Yeah. Also you have the instant distractor in front of you. Like I'm like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, we're gaming and now I'm shopping. <laughs> like, I'm just like, yes, I'm paying attention. What was going on? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> As a podcast yeah. whose next 12 episodes will be recorded while the cast is looking away from whatever game is currently on, we wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> like, if you track the eye movement of the cast during what? streams between now and the Super Bowl, all of a sudden nice. everybody just develops a wandering eye. Um, <laughs> Jamie, you're I'm up. over here like this, you know, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> looking at my other screen. 
So you talked about the Adventurers League. Um, could you tell me a little bit more about like what you do? Like, are you are you, do you create the adventures or do you like what is your role in in the Adventurers League as resource manager? Yeah, resource so manager. Actually, okay. so, yeah. <laughs> Like as of two days ago, I changed. Oh, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Breaking news. <laughs> yeah. So um, as uh, I was the um, content manager for like, I would hire the authors. I would get the, you know, so I would find the writers. I would, you know, we would work with the editors and, you know, I would get the people. I would do the project management stuff of writing the adventure. You know, getting to who they were, make sure everybody's doing their timelines, make sure everybody's meeting their deadline, you know, everything like that. Um, with the recent announcement that uh, Adventures League is going to be moving to um, community created content only. So the uh, main sort of the way it functions currently is changing and going to be uh, different. <laughs> So mm -hmm. the heavy lifting is going to be picked up by the the uh, community and the premier organizers. So I have been switched to doing uh, social media and things like the blog posts and oh, you know okay. the, the Twitter account and things like that. So, so oh, that's fascinating. So I and uh, <laughs> I, I am not super up on Adventures League news. Um, the, so they've pivoted away from from published content, and they're they're crowdsourcing pretty much all of it from this point forward. Uh, yes, we have some things still in the pipeline, and mm -hmm. those will come out. In fact, I was just got a message saying, you know, put this up on the DMs Guild, <laughs> <laughs> which I will do tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> or on your other computer right now while you're just yeah. there. no, it's not, <laughs> I don't know. Like, no, no, I'm not working while you're just <laughs> doing. <laughs> Yeah, no. So, you know, it, it's, it is a shift and it's a big shift, but I actually think that it'll be kind of uh, interesting and cool. They're giving a lot more leeway to uh, people, you know, who want to come up with their own stories and want to do their own ideas and things. And uh, we have an awesome community of mm. some super talented people who come up with some crazy professional stuff too. And uh, I think it'll be kind of a good idea and, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Anthony, uh, so we do a um, a kind of original content thing we call Hunter's Party, which is where uh, we watch um, Supernatural and create uh, content based off of Supernatural episodes. And so I was just kind of wondering, like, where are some places that you find inspiration for uh, your writings, or like uh, media or books, or like where are your favorite places to find inspiration to to write? adventures uh it, it's kind of random honestly mm. like it, it really is i literally i have a notebook that i keep like random ideas like hey i want to do this you yeah. know someday i want to do this, or this, or this. <laughs> i just keep uh. it because and sometimes it's cool uh for when i wrote for candle keep mysteries uh the uh xanthoria came out of watching a nature documentary about Ooh. the parasitic wasps oh wow <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, oh God, that's gross. I should do something with that. Wait, <laughs> is that the zombie ones? Like the where they Yeah, where they like wear their skin and you know, and the the, the oh. fungus that like yeah, the fungus. over their brains. brains? Yeah, that's that's creepy. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. So like I mean, you know, nature. 
Yeah, my my notes list for Apple reads like a complete madman because whenever <laughs> I see the slightest thing that will spark an adventure idea or an encounter idea, it's like, Siri, take a note, which she'll try and do right now. And it's just <laughs> and then going back and trying to translate those when they're notes about a f- satirical fantasy setting. And also <laughs> Siri doesn't understand me that well is like, <laughs> did I mean gnomish inverted underpants or is that supposed to be? <laughs> Damn it. Um, either way, it sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> either way, this is going to work. Um, but also bonus points to Anthony for using a question to pitch our Patreon content. Good job, Anthony. <laughs> You're my favorite for the rest of the stream. Um, following up on that the candle keep. Uh, Candlekeep <laughs> Mysteries credit. So you, uh, uh, you. Uh, that's uh, a collection of um, not not one sh- not one shots, but uh, smaller I- adventures um, that are all mystery themed around the Candlekeep Library and Forgotten Realms. Um, that is that the kind of the biggest project, uh, a writing official writing project that you've done for Wizards of the Coast. And how does how does that? Because we've actually had another Candlekeep contributor on. Um, how does that kind of come about? Walk us through that a, a little bit of that journey, if you don't mind. Like how uh, I got to that point? Yeah, or... yeah, yeah. So I had been in, um, I had done a lot of organized play for many years. And uh, I had, I was at a friend's wedding, mm-hmm. actually. And they, you know, a writing position had come up. And they're like, Tony, you should do this. You're such a great round. I'm like, you know, I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, I just do stuff for home, you know, whatever. And <laughs> so I applied and I got it. And then I got some, you know, and then once if somebody was like, I like what you did, would you do this? And so I was kind of doing that. And then I had been doing that for maybe a year or two, just uh, doing various, uh, at least in the gaming community, you sure. know, writing projects here and there. And I had gotten an email asking if I would be interested in writing for an undisclosed project for Wizards of the Coast. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And I was like, duh. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like like to be in a Marvel movie? I don't know. Yeah. So it was was kind of an interesting process because I I hadn't uh, gone through that yet, obviously. And so... You know, I had to do a bunch of NDAs and things mm. like that, which, by the way, NDAs are a special kind of hell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I know this cool thing. Can I tell? I can't tell no one. <laughs> but yeah. um, so then I went through the process and um, they had multiple rounds where they would, you know, you'd mm. you'd come up with an idea and they'd be like, OK, we like your idea. And now we would like to see your, your you know, come up with a, a draft and you'd come up with a draft and then you'd be like, OK, you're going to move on to the next part you know we like your draft and you know it was kind of those sorts of stages and no that kind of thing the kind of yeah it was it was pretty cool i actually hadn't heard if my stuff had made it to the final edit Mm. until um i'm also uh, was a play tester (laughs) (laughs) i got got play test material for the book and i'm like Yes. <laughs> Somebody's getting a royalty check. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, just guys, look, we're playing, we're playtesting this fancy new. Look, look at this. What is this line number two? What does that say? No, buy. Underneath the buy. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, you know, I did play test the adventure and I had to have my group all had to get NDAs mm. for it. And so but they were all the same play testing group. So they already had them. So it really <laughs> didn't matter that much. But um, originally the, I have the 16th level adventure. So the end adventure in the book. Ah. Um, and uh, originally it was, they wanted to do one through 20. So they had me do a 20th level adventure. So that adventure had been pulled back to 16. So it's, it's way meaner at 20th level. <laughs> <laughs> they pulled it they back. Were like, Why are you doing this? <laughs> Even Wizards of the Coast is practical, practical about how many adventures happen at 20th level. Like, well, yeah. 16 is where most people are going to cap out. So let's scale it back. But uh, uh, no, that, that's, that's really cool. And it's, it's, it's really awesome that it was kind of an organic growth of your work. Uh, kind of in the community and in, in the system. Uh, mm-hmm. Harland, you're back up. It's me? Okay. Uh, I, as the pretty much noob to D&D, I, 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 don't, I, I ask questions outside of the D&D realm. And doing my prep, I noticed that you are also, in the summertime, a professional walleye fisher. <laughs> yes. Um, how did you get into that? And what is your favorite bait? And I asked that question because Googling that led me to some other things about walleye fishing. (laughs) So um, I grew up uh, in a family that likes to fish. And when I was a kid, I was the only one of his children that liked to go fishing. So my dad would take me all the time. And then as I got older, like my aunts and stuff all liked to do it. And so it's kind of, it was a big family thing. And I have... um, uh, two ants that are pros. Wow. <laughs> and one of them, yeah. And one of them was like, Hey, would you like to be, you know, would you like to do the pro fishing with me? You know, are you do great? You're fun, you know, whatever. And I was like, why not? And so that's kind of how that started. Um, although I took a break this, this past year because I had a broken ankle and f- leg and mm. getting in and out of a boat was really not happening. <laughs> yeah, I, I read that, and I didn't want to ask about that. How that happens? I just I left that one blank. Oh, you can. I just fell down my own stairs for no reason. <laughs> I, I missed the step, and I landed oh, on my. Oh, this is the worst. <laughs> you landed I, on your I knee. The landing. Oh. Apparently, that was she, the worst she, thing I could have done. Yeah, she said her, <laughs> she landed on her feet. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I was like, yes, like a cat. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> When you roll, Those superhero in- landings are not just bad on your knees. <laughs> when you roll exactly what you need for the saving throw and realize <laughs> it was a bad idea. I still so, well, I, I had like, what would your favorite bait be? The reason I actually threw this question in there because another party member on the group, uh, Jazz, he fishes. He likes to fish. Yes. So that's fish. that. That's really one of the reasons why I asked it. But he's not here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. So I said, uh, what is your favorite bait? And that's because when I Googled it, it said um, number one was minnows and number two was leeches. But you said you don't like leeches. (laughs) (laughs) So I do prefer minnows. Okay. (laughs) It's a a good um, walleye fishing bait. And uh, I will only use it if I have to, if someone else is like, if my aunt's catching fish on them or whatever. (laughs) And then I put on the fish gloves. (laughs) So, but the story here. They give me the heebie-jeebies like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. The story here is that TWB may have a bucket of leeches on her at any moment. So be polite. <laughs> oh <my laughs> if you're rude, you may get yeah. the leeches. 
throw them at you. So, <laughs> so it's it's not like fly fishing, like wade in the river fishing. It's it's more like bass, like jazz does, probably in the back of a boat fishing. Yeah, you can do it shore fishing too if you want, but uh, depending on the type, uh, you know, and fishing for walleyes in a river is very different than fishing in a lake. Mm. And if you're fishing in a big lake or if you're fishing, you know, so uh, there's a lot of different kinds of things. I I prefer to use uh, to jig a little bit more because it's more interesting to me. Like some of them are real boring. You're just sitting there (laughs) looking (laughs) a nap, which I have done. (laughs) <laughs> but before I go too far down a walleye fishing wormhole, because I am fascinated by this, uh, Jamie, you're up. <laughs> uh, so when you are uh, creating uh, a story or an adventure, uh, how do you typically like start? Uh, do you do you start with a concept first? Do you come up with like the goal um, and work backwards, or do you just outline what you kind of want to happen throughout the adventure? Um, it kind of depends if I'm working for uh, a company a lot of times or a place, a lot of times they say we have this real generic, like two sentence line, come up with something has to be 10,000 words go. <laughs> so you're like, Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes they're more detailed. Uh, I've had times where they give you a outline that is step by step by step of everything they want to do. Hmm. And then other times it's, you know, if it's just me coming up with it, uh, I will go through my little book of ideas and pick one that I think, oh, yeah, I meant to do this really cool thing, you know. So, like, I, um, for Just Even Games, I wrote an adventure about uh, a retirement home for adventurers who are super messed up. Like, mm. they have the curses that can't be, re- you know, removed. <laughs> and they, you know, have the, you know, they've been, they have the insanity, you know, whatever. Their arms are missing. They're, you know, they're just all messed up. <laughs> so I like that. That was kind of, I was, because I was like, you know, there's got to be somewhere because everybody's adventuring all over the place. And not all of this stuff has kind of a happy ending. <laughs> if you don't have mm. the money for a regenerate, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. I think Terry Pratchett wrote a a septuagenarian Conan the Barbarian story like that. I think I've, I've got, I don't remember what the name of it was, but it was basically his his take on that whole like we all get old, and for adventurers, that's a much uglier picture than the average yeah. commoner. So now I want to read that. <laughs> I I will find the name of it for you. And it's, yeah. it's it's like a big prestige format book too. I can't remember if it was illustrated or what, but uh, uh, Baba, I'm sorry. Uh, Anthony, I don't know why you call me my character name because I call my kids my, my pets' names too. All right, like it happens. Age changes. You reach a certain age, it just you, you know. <laughs> two names. Everyone only needs one name. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, just because of the like the natural medium of uh, writing adventures and people having choices and kind of you know everybody doesn't play the adventure the exact same way, mm-hmm. like. Are there any portions of your adventures that like you feel like people don't get to experience that you think are cool? Like, is there ever a time you're like, oh man, this looking cranny, like no one's really going to make this decision very often, but this is really cool. Like, um, most of those times those get cut. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like they, the, whoever it is is the editing, they take those out. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's uh, there's whole encounters where I'm like, this is an awesome encounter. How could you have not used that? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, cutting. But um, you know, sometimes I, I will often in my writing go 
probably, and I admit this, I will go overboard on like trying to cover every little scenario that might happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's something that I have to, I work on to be like, okay, you just got to let the, the, the DM or, you know, do their thing and figure it out on their own. You don't need to know if Bob sneezes here, then this opens up here. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so there, there are times where there's sneezes. been real cool things or where I'm like, I really hope that they kind of pick up that this is like awful or gross or whatever. But um, I, I heard you, I, um, you talk about that, how you get very verbose when you write. Um, and you said you do it before the new DM, the new person doing it. And I thought I, when I was re- listening to it, I was like, that's pretty cool because I've never DM'd and apparently Turner's going to make us eventually, all of us <laughs> DM. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, no, that's pretty cool that you 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 think about that from the perspective of someone who's never DM'd before. So I, I, I liked when you, when you said that. Yeah, so... I feel like that is actually, personally, if I were new, I would rather have too much information than mm-hmm. not enough. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I could, you know, and even if you're experienced, if you're experienced, you can weed through what you don't need. You can just be like, nope, 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 I don't need this, or I already know this, whatever. But if you're new, you know, you're not going to have that experience and yeah. you're not going to be, you know, it, you know, role playing games, you know, is creativity and making it up. But when you're the DM, it's, everybody's looking at you and they're waiting and, you know, there's a lot of pressure sometimes for people to do that. And, you know, you might not be as creative on the spot because of, you know, you know, things are kind of moving along or whatever. And so if you have that extra, it's there kind of as a safety net if you need it. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Especially since so many people come to it now by way of actual play fandom or actual play experiences, you know what I mean? Trying mm-hmm. to, I, I am lucky in the respect that I DM for the first time because we all bought the red box and nobody else, I, you know, I was the guy who bought it and <laughs> could take it home and read <laughs> the rules. Um, but, you know, for somebody who had gotten, you know, watched Stranger Things and then through Stranger Things found Critical Role or Dimension 20 or, or something like that, and then deciding to get their friends into it and take on that role, immediately holding themselves up to what effectively are professional standards. Like, I know. I'm going to host my first dinner party. I just got done watching five seasons of Martha Stewart living and I'm going to hold myself up to those standards. Like that can be super intimidating. So having an excellent recipe for the, the, the perfect roast duck, I imagine is quite handy to have around. No, it's, I, I think that's, I think that's great. Man. I think, this I think this that's analogy is great. I know. It's like, <laughs> really, this is what happens when I eat too much before the cast. Like I'm, it's all, it's all meat related analogies. Uh, <laughs> So it, there's there's not they're not doing a ton of products specifically aimed at new DMs these days, are they? Or is that something that that is really kind of on the radar for Watsi that you're aware of? So they do every so often. They just came out with a new box set and I just a new starter set actually. Mm. So it's I just got a box of it. It's uh, Dragons of Stormwreck Isle. So so this is new. <laughs> so they try to come out with new stuff every so often. But um, I think that's also part of why they make sure that they have first level adventures in most of their, Ah. you know, books and anthologies and stuff so that people can kind of pick it up from there and and work on that stuff. But, you know, they have the beginner's box and the starter set and all that other things. So they do come out with new things. So this (laughs) just came out like couple weeks ago have you have you dove into that one at all because i've i've played through um i took my family through 
Lost Minds of Fandelver, the, nope. that that starter box. Um, and that one is not for the, you know, uh, it can, can be particularly intimidating for, for a new DM, uh, or could be particularly intimidating for a new DM. The Stranger Things box, ironically, I sing its praises because that one I think is particularly both new DM and new player handy, having run um, a, a team of my employees through it as a, as a team building event. Um, so I didn't, I, they were such opposite ends of the goalpost. I, I didn't know where, if this new one was closer to the Stranger Things side or closer to the, uh, you know, here's a goblin adventure. And then, oh, by the way, DM them by going through this entire town on your own. Yeah. So if you noticed when I pulled that out, it was still in the shrink wrap. So oh, no. no <laughs> <laughs> I have not yet looked at it. <laughs> I, all my I, things to do. I just thought it was really shiny. My bad. <laughs> no, it's still in the shrink wrap. <laughs> Harland. Oh, oh, we got back to me real fast. Okay. Um, real fast. There's a second here. It was a formal. He, I didn't know it was a formal. He went out of order. He went out of order. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, and uh, skipped you, Turner. That's oh, what well, well, yeah. Well, you no, know, I, I, yeah. No, I'd ask the question, but no, no. I was, that was a follow up to your question. I'm just but here I, for I, color commentary <laughs> and weird homemaking <laughs> analogies. That's all. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the the the, um, the group, the chat. Uh, Drekin says, if you could go back to when you first started and give yourself one piece of advice regarding game design, what would it be? Oh, if I could go back, um, truthfully, the uh, the biggest piece of advice would be to write it down. Mm. Just write it down and just do it, and not think. That's kind of either either think oh you know nobody's gonna really want to read that or you know that's not interesting enough or um i'm gonna write that down later (laughs) (laughs) but just just do it and 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 put it on paper and kind of because once sometimes once you get rolling you know it starts coming out and you know like i call it like the word vomit where i just here you go it's like i don't doesn't even need to make sense to anybody but me but the first time around but just just push through that initial, uh, well, you know, you know, kind of a thing. So, so, okay. So sorry for follow up, but so you, how, how far into it before you decided it, I don't like it or anything like that, or do you just continue to push through it until you get over that hump where you went from, I don't like it to, okay, you make it work something else. Or is there a time when you go, maybe I should just forget this concept? Uh, there have been very few times where I'm like, just throw the whole thing out. So Mm -hmm. usually I'm like, okay, this would be cool, but I don't like this piece. So I'll sit and monkey with the one piece until I can get it to be the way I would like it to be. Uh, So usually I don't like hate the whole thing. Although there have been times where I've turned in something and I'm like, oh, this is the worst. Okay. Like I was, and I was like, and then I got to look at it, like come back like a week later. I'm like, what, what was I thinking? This is actually not bad at all. I like this. So sometimes it's, it's mood too. But so usually, especially if I am feeling that way where I, I dislike it or I, I feel like it's not working, I will put it aside and leave it. Uh, one of the best ways for me to kind of di- differentiate between writing you know, kind of as a job or, or doing game design as, as a job and doing something fun. So I'll be like, okay, I've been, you know, working on this thing and this is all my brain is thinking about. I'm going to put it aside for a day or even, you know, a week or whatever. And then I'm going to come back to it, but I'm going to write something fun, whether it's stupid or silly or, you know, whatever, just for me 
you know, that helped me kind of keep, keep going and keep flowing. And then when I go back, usually it's not, it's not as aided. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to somebody recently and they were like, yeah. And then I started writing and I wrote a whole bunch of stories and eventually I wrote a good one. And I think that was very much what you were, what you were saying is like, yeah, just, just get, get out there and get doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've got to, you've got to struggle through that first three mile run before and complain about it on a, a, a stream with a complete stranger before you can you know, run that half marathon at the beginning of the year. Backstage callbacks, everybody. Uh, Jimmy, <laughs> Uh, so I was just curious what your first edition of Dungeons and Dragons you played Ooh, or, or worked on was. And if there, if it was not 5e, do you have a favorite? So the first edition of D&D that I played was second edition because I'm old. <laughs> I think Turner was playing first edition. I, uh, I mentioned I, the I, red box. <laughs> I mentioned it. Yep. So but, I, I play, I actually went to my first Gen Con when I was 10 years old. Oh, nice. But, so my mom was like, I heard about this thing, like in Milwaukee, it's like that fantasy stuff that you like, <laughs> you want to go check it out? I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't that's know what funny. this is. Heck yeah. That's so, awesome, man. Yeah. yeah I, so, I, I played first edition, but second edition really was my jam. That was the one I've spent the most time playing before fifth. So. I've played all the editions. Uh, my favorite edition, honestly, is 3.5. Mm. Just because I like the millions of options. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that you can really make a real unique character that no one will ever be able to make again. There's so many things to do. And <laughs> the, yeah, that's that's the half-dragon reference, right? In your bio. That, that's where half-dragon... <laughs> that's why... when I was like, I'm going to guess 3, 3.5 by the half-dragon dra- reference <laughs> in your bio. <laughs> Because before there were dragonborn, there were half dragons. Um, Correct. Yeah, it's three point five, and then the eventual birth of of Pathfinder from three point five and fourth edition. I think it's such an interesting publication story and 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 company story with the way that those two things link together and ended up spinning off into each other. Um, and, and I think you know one of the the criticisms leveled at five E is there's not as much customization, and I think. Um, what we are seeing in the early, very, very just inkling first drops that they've released out there of D D and D live, D and D one, one D and D D and D one, D and D one, D and D U two edition, um, is, <laughs> um, it, uh, it, uh, it comes in a, in a black, uh, a box and it has, um, Bullywogs preloaded onto it. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, um, it is trying to get an additional level of customization by bringing it into backgrounds and bringing, I think, feats in to it a little bit more. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I, I love 5e having played all of them. Um, second edition is is really cool. Had flirted with 3.5. Um, I'm in the process of doing kind of rules deep dives on on fourth. Um, but I, I think um, I, I think while the, the 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 customization criticism is legitimately there. With 5e, I also think it's probably the most welcoming addition to new players when it comes to being able to onboard people. Oh, hands down. I absolutely believe that. And I, I enjoy there's There's not an edition of D&D that I don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I take it back. I don't like 4th edition. <laughs> I do not, not play 4th edition. I do not enjoy it. Um, but, uh, you know, 5e is absolutely... Uh, and I think that's part of why you see such an explosive growth mm. on the player base because it it is the most 
beginner friendly and yeah. starting up and stuff. And so I'll be interested to see where one uh, D goes, you know, but I think you're right. They're trying to clean up some of the things, you know, yeah. give a little bit more with the backgrounds and give a little bit more with the, the feats, you know, I, I can tell they're trying to kind of codify inspiration a little bit better. Yeah. Um, which is hard because when we play, I, everybody forgets about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody, for, yeah. I have, and I've played a lot with a lot of different people. Almost yeah. nobody ever remembers the inspiration. Because I think that the DM or judge forgets to give it a lot of times or whatever else. So. Yeah, it's it's a weird, it's a weird mechanic because even rewarding it can seem punitive. Like, oh. You're doing a much better job pretending to be this thing than these other people. Here's an extra special cookie for you. Um, we yeah. actually, uh, to plug our bonus content again, do it as a uh, a MVP after show where the guys vote on who was the MVP from the previous session. And that okay. person goes into the next session with inspiration, which expires at the end of it, right? So I put it back Nobody into their hands. It. They never remember to use it. No one uses it. They go through... <laughs> Just ever violent, we fight for it. We fight for it. Arguments at we the end of, it. of it. Uh, it, like, like I mean, this you shouldn't is, have called it MVP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the the level of toxic com- competitive uh, competitive and, and ma- masculinity that comes out in those bonus episodes <laughs> for a trinket that will never get used the following episode. Yeah, is uh, is is adorable, and you too can enjoy that content for just uh, you know. Anyway, um, yeah, it's. <laughs> I think I think that I think what they've got to try and do is is nail the easy to learn, difficult to master aspect of it. And there are certain game companies on the video game side that do a really good job of that of saying, "Hey, here's where you can come in at the base level and do this and not feel like you're doing it wrong, but adding enough depth that people like Baba can go in or Anthony can go in and design <laughs> a bar a rogue barbarian that gives himself advantage." for sneak attacks kind of kind of situation. <laughs> I mean, that sounds pretty good actually. <laughs> for the players, yes. For DM, they've ta- they've <laughs> taken away all my fun toys. I've got an evocation wizard so I can't make them blow themselves up with their own fireballs. I've got a uh, a, uh, a swashbuckler rogue so I don't get to do attacks of opportunity anymore. And now even the barbarian has like 150 movements. So I got, I got nothing as a DM. <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing planets at him. So uh, nice. Jamie, you're up, I think. Yeah, no, it's me. No, it's, no, it's, it's Anthony. Sorry. Well, you know, <laughs> somebody, Harlan screwed up the order. Uh, Anthony. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm glad my brother actually just joined the chat because I don't remember the name of the Adventure Guild thing he did where there was like multiple parties um working together in the same kind of uh goal i think they were fighting like a green dragon or something um and so my question is like one and have you ever written anything like that where it's like meant for multiple parties to play and um if you have what's that like if you haven't um kind of what uh like how do you feel about like kind of May potentially writing something like that. If you haven't, can you pretend that An you epic. did for the purposes of this question? Yes. So, yes. <laughs> they're called epics. Um, and actually, no, I find those quite fun to play and they're very hard to write. <laughs> I have not written any in 5e, but I have written them in 3.5 um, for the Living Campaign at the time, which was Living Greyhawk. Uh, mm. Or, you know, and so. <clears throat> 
there's a lot of moving parts for those. So you have to kind of plan the size of the group that you will probably have. Mm-hmm. And you have to have, you know, are you going to have every single group have something unique and different that they're trying to do? Uh, is it going to be like half the room does this and half the room mm-hmm. does that? Are you going to have them affect each other? The best ones that I have done have affected each other. Mm. Oh, you know what? Your tables didn't do good. So now all these guys go to this table, <laughs> or, you know, and then they get theirs plus whatever, or, you know, you guys over here, you blew up the Dwarven tunnels. Well, these guys were trying to dig them out so that, you know, everybody could escape. Well, now everybody's screwed and nobody can escape. So kind of changes. So <laughs> you have to be, not only are you having to like plan for all those movies, you have to be ready for all of those pieces, parts to be mm-hmm. not what you thought they were going to be at all. And be ready to adjust on the fly. So, you know, you have, they, there's usually somebody kind of in charge of the whole yeah. Epic BI, you know, interactive, whatever you want to call right. it. <laughs> and so they'd be like, wait, what? They, they burned the thing that they were supposed to all get <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, whatever happened. And so you have to be able to come up with those and uh, they're more unique. And to me, they give more of like a home game kind of fun feel that way. Whereas mm-hmm. uh, sometimes depending on the adventure, you know, because everybody's playing the same adventure, yeah. you know, with a different thing, it, there's not as much variation as could be, you know, you can't go off the rails as easy or you can't be as unique and fun as as you might want. So, but Mm -hmm. with epics and interactives and things, (laughs) it's, it's, it's a free for all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It, um, having done something like that recently, it is, um, it can sneak up on you. What (laughs) the different challenges and, and uh, consequences of people's actions for sure. Um, the, um, on the uh, on the the Baldman Games side of things, can you talk a little mm-hmm. bit about your your role with Baldman Games? Are you still you're still working with Baldman Games, correct? <laughs> yes, uh, until the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> no. I I, I um, am handing that over to uh, someone else at the end of the year, which they are going through a process to determine who, uh, because it's going to be a lot of work. And mm. with what I'm already doing, I just didn't feel like I could focus all my attention like it needed to be. Um, but I pretty much do the same thing that I was doing for the main adventures league uh, plus. So I will find the authors and get the artists and the graphic designers and, you know, make the layout. But for Baldwin games, I also do all the story. So I write out the story and I, you know, I do, you know, here's the story for the year. I do the outlines for each adventure. I do all the editing. I make sure everybody's, <laughs> all going together uh and it's it's a lot and so yeah i can imagine (laughs) i was like i and i i actually think dave is going to i don't know he was thinking about getting more than one person just Mm. because with the content going away from the main adventures league and going to the premiered organizers and the dungeon craft there Mm. would be a lot more work and so than even there was and so um I am not sure where he had decided, but mm. so yeah. a lot of the same, but more <laughs> change, change is the only constant. Uh, and, and the problem was if, and this happened, if an author 
didn't come through or, mm. you know, sometimes people will flake or an emergency comes up. I end up writing the whole thing then myself. Oof, plus all yeah. that stuff. So, mm. and then I'm doing it last minute because nobody tells you like, you know, a month ahead of time that they couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. That is absolutely rough. Um, time travel, just with time travel in there, it, it covers all bases. With time travel ruins everything. Time travel ruins everything. Just look at the Happy Days cartoon. Um, the uh, <laughs> Car- wait, cartoon. Uh, yeah. So Fonz, uh, Fon. There was a spinoff cartoon from Happy Days where Fonzie, Richie, Mouth, and a talking dog that imitates Fonzie are lost in time. Um, starring. Okay. Most of the original voiceover cast, or most of the original voice cast, came back to do it. Um, and then there was also a Gilligan's Island cartoon, including a Gilligan's Planet, um, where again most of the original cast <laughs> came back to voice um, their uh, their cartoons. Um, the uh, which I had a question, but that like that reference has totally destroyed it in my headspace. <laughs> Thanks, Harland. Uh, no, I, I just just to say, the very first mullet and baggy uh, hammer rolls happened on the session we just recorded. Uh, so the mullet rolls and the hammer rolls are happening, folks. Finally, your long wait is over. Um, Harlan, back to the top of the order. All right. So um, I know you said you was working on uh, Adventure Leagues, and they, you said that it's going to core a, a community-based uh, thing and I was wanting to know: Would that be an introduction to someone who wanted to get into writing and things mm, like that? What's question. a good way for someone trying to break into the uh, the industry to get in there? Is is the, that that uh, the best way, or just what would be the best way for someone like that? you know? It, it is a good way. Uh, the best way, uh, regardless whether it's dungeon craft or on your own, is to put things up on the DMs Guild. Mm. To, to, to write your own thing and self-publish it or whatever on the DMs Guild because uh, Wizards pays attention to that. And I paid attention to it. And you know what I mean? I'd go through and look at the various ratings or if someone said, hey, this is a good person, you know, I'd go and I'd buy a copy of their adventure. And then I'd read through it and I'd be like, oh, this is great. Or... Oh, what are they talking about? I did not enjoy that at all. You know, (laughs) (laughs) usually though, it was, they were all pretty awesome. And, you know, so, you know, to get that practice and and honestly, you you know, you get the royalties from it. So Mm -hmm. minus what the DMs Guild and and Wizards takes. So, you know, I was doing that for a while. That was just my extra, that was my extra spending money. That was, I I joked with my daughter. I'm like, this is my nerd money. (laughs) Ooh, nice. <laughs> it got, I it got all the, this and I buy it. You know, the I, go back there. <laughs> I keep it in a pouch. Um, yeah. I need nerd money. That's, that's this, is, this, is, this, is this getting us nerd money? This is, nerd well, money. Sh- no, uh, this is that's <laughs> no, she's, are way too cool. She started the website Nerd Wallet, that's why that's what she's actually referring to. So, <laughs> so she mentioned yeah, aqua, finance and acquisition, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie. Uh, so I wanted to know if you were to take, uh, if you if you were asked if you had to play a Marvel character uh, in a Dungeons and Dragons setting, what character would you convert, and what class would they be? What character would I take? And um, Storm is one of my favorite characters. Mm, so she'd probably be the Storm Sorcerer, I would suspect. But uh, so that would be Sense. cool. 
This this is Jamie just trying to earn bonus points for also like throwing a question that references our other content after he heard Anthony get praised for it. What? That's, that's, what? A, that's, a, that's a clear party of fives reference. I think the next one oh next Monday gosh. is Oops All Stallones, where the guys <laughs> wanted to make D&D characters uh, inspired by the mini characters of Sylvester Stallone. So tune in for that next week. Oh, um, that's so, amazingly weird. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, I, l- I let them pick the topic sometimes, and this is what we get. <laughs> yeah, that's fabulous. Uh, dodge action. Oh, you can't oh. dodge action. I was going to dodge action. Wow. <laughs> I got a whole because I'm looking at me. <laughs> wow. Um, some somebody's got to do it first. <laughs> some, so, you know, at least one a at least one a episode is 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 absolutely acceptable. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So going back as as a uh, one of the few second edition vets that we ever get to, because we either talk to people who are five uh, e or one e, like there's there's very r- rarely anybody that's kind of two <laughs> e being their their main. Uh, although I know three point five was your favorite. Yep. Uh, agree or disagree? Second edition, the deadliest edition for players as far as death rules. I kind of agree with that. That was that was pretty brutal. I, I did something the other day and I took out a book and like an old book because mm-hmm. I started doing a, a stream that's kind of a combo of one E, two E. Oh, nice. Um, every, every, well, it's like every month or two. It's fun. But like I old, a whole bunch of old character sheets are <laughs> all like dead. I was like, oh, <laughs> you guys all died. <laughs> Yeah, so that's. I'm just gonna go the, with that over my memory too. <laughs> Reality, you, I'm not sure. <laughs> when you go to the death rules in second edition, it's like, yeah, when you hit zero hit points, you're dead. Tough luck. If your DM's yeah. nice, that you can do an optional minus ten HP rule, maybe. But it was just the the flat baseline rule was, yeah, zero, you're dead. Roll a new character. Have a nice day. Um, <laughs> Harlan. Okay, so it was from this well, conversation. And for the record, not only am I proud of you for the amount of prep that you did for this, but the fact that you managed to get through an interview with somebody who works with Adventurers League and not asking if there is officially a way to win D&D because you heard <laughs> Adventurers League, you, you I've know never what? been more proud of you. You know what? When he said when she said league play, I yep. immediately wrote and I was like, whoa, wait a minute, competitive. And then I was like, oh, wait. she started talking about it. I was like, okay, it's not what I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> is there a way for me to win? Is there a medal and or trophy? That, my stepmom asked me that. She's like, did you win your game? Yes, I did. I had fun. <laughs> Uh, I have a question here, and it was based off. Of, it's not even a question. I just wrote it down. It's half dragon question mark. Like, <laughs> so if if the dragon born are like descendants, I guess of dragons. Half dragon is like it, your mama or daddy was a dragon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and not the other side. Wow, that's 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 directly related. That's, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's man, not it's, like way back in the wood pile. Way back in the wood. Like, here you Just, go. Man, it's, a, it's a whole man. different, whole different house of the dragon. Dad's <laughs> 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 yeah. huge. Or not different. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. I'm here. <laughs> what you, you said? 
Dad's a human. Mom's a dragon. Coming up Saturdays on CBS. Be like you just pitched a friggin' sitcom. Well, and I think in 5e, dragons lost the ability to shape change, if I remember, right? Or only the good dragons do or something? Um, I so, I, yeah, I, it was, that was such a big thing in Kryn, especially with silver dragons. I've always yeah. just associated it particularly with that setting. Also, major respect points for Greyhawk being on your favorite D&D settings as well. Um, the, uh, Greyhawk and Dragonlance are my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Greyhawk is, uh, I love me some Greyhawk. Uh, and and you, again, you don't get a time. Forgotten Realms has just never won me over, man. I'm not saying it's bad. It just never has clicked with me. I, I don't know. I don't know why in particular. I don't know why that, that lore seems kind of slippery, but I've never dug into it as much as as the old Greyhawk stuff. So. Someone says adults and elder dragons only on the shape shifting. Saga now, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause they had changed from previous editions. I knew cause in the previous editions, everybody could shape change willy nilly, whatever, you know? So. Well, the important thing is to know that it's only adults and elder dragons of the age of consent that are out there boning random humans or vice versa to have half dragons. I mean, it really was about, Consent more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I just had to. I, that's all I had down is a question. Like, what? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> it does. You just don't really acknowledge sense. that it makes sense to you now. You're still in denial, Jamie. He just doesn't want to think too hard about it. <laughs> <laughs> or does he? That's what. Like, <laughs> they got whole sites for this. No, <laughs> this is oh, not a family man. friendly show. This is not a family friendly show. <laughs> Uh, so outside of Dungeons and Dragons, are there any other uh, tabletop games or or video games even that you enjoy playing? Um, uh, I will check out, you know, I'm not limited to d and I mean, I'll play whatever as long as I can get enough people to, to kind of try it. Like, you know, I just got um, the Aliens game, mm-hmm. which I've tried once. So that was pretty fun. I have, I mean, I have all kinds of old ones, new ones, you know, um, Give favorites, fantasy adjacent, you know, like the grandma, do I have a favorite? Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, I do tend to gravitate towards uh, D and D more, but if I, I had to, Pick one, mutants and masterminds. The old mutants and masterminds. Wow, <laughs> that's a good deep cut, man. Wow. <laughs> the, uh, I like that one quite a bit. Big, big, bigger fan of a dice pool game or a d twenty system. Uh I think that it depends on the system. Hmm. I don't really have a favorite one way or the other. Right. Uh, I like that in like a D20 system, I get to use more of the many sets of dice that I have, you know, instead of like yeah. just D6s. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that kind of thing is fun. Um, one of my other favorite games is the Arcana system. I like that one a lot, but that has mm. clock speeds and it's, it's a lot more complicated, but yeah. it's fun. I really like the setting on that one. So cool. Anthony. Oh, um, uh, I'm still dying. <laughs> oh, dude, come on. Two no, in a I'm, row. I'm too scary. That's it. I'm just scary. <laughs> Embarrassing. You're our tank, my man. Come on. 
What I'm in the world? I'm down to smart and guns. The, and, 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 chat, and chat's not helping me out either. No, they have not been. They have not been. They have not been helping you out. That is, uh, they they've been engaged, but just not just not asking any questions. Drew can ask what's the one. Fav- what's what's your favorite Marvel movie? My favorite Notice Marvel me. movie. Yeah, I'm noticing art back here. So is is actually Logan. <laughs> I love that movie. That movie Logan's was good. Great. Logan's good. Really good. <laughs> Logan's a good, good one. Logan's good. good. One. I I appreciate it. It's not the, yeah, it's good. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. so What's your disgust with such that? a begrudging <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 It's good. <laughs> yeah. The, I don't, the I, listen. I didn't like the 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 uh, how they how the fi- the finality of it. How they just mm. like oh yeah, let's just. Let's end them. That's the only thing. It was it, it was a good storyline. But, com- like, but as a comic book fan, you don't kill anyone off. You just don't do it. They don't do it. You don't do it. They well, gotta come back. I don't. I, I, and Patrick Stewart's like ninety years old at this point. What I story? mean, <laughs> and it is a comic book movie. They always yeah. come back. Well, and <laughs> I don't. They, 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 they had no intentions on him coming back. And I was like, oh, I'm not super familiar with. So there, there was like uh, Marvel did the Old Man Logan comic, yep. right? Which was <laughs> the, supposed to be the, the last uh, 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 Wolverine story, like in the future where it's his kind of last run. And I'm not sure how much the movie Logan is based off of that, but it got to be so popular they did a whole series know. like Old Man Hawkeye, Old Man Punisher, yeah, yeah. kind of, yeah. Yeah, and uh, old man Logan one Hawkeye was really the only one that survived. Like, it was really weird. Ho- Hawkeye survived, yeah. and he's he's driving Logan around the country, <laughs> trying to take out the Hulks. It's, it's, yeah. it's interesting. <laughs> all the Hulks, yeah. Yeah, all Mark Hulks. Miller did it. Mark Miller did it, and I, I like Mark, so I, I read it. You like Mark? You spend a lot of time with him. You guys, do you guys like play golf on Tuesdays? Okay, I like his all stuff. Right. So, his deal with uh, Netflix didn't quite work out. He's got putting out a lot of trash out there on Netflix. <laughs> but, mm, maybe that's because a lot of his work isn't that great, but okay. <laughs> Hot take, but um, not so much. Um, the uh, So in Disney uh, or Wizards of the Coast doesn't have anything planned on the um, on the Marvel front, but they are doing a, a, not, a, I don't want to say a lot of licensed pro- property, but I've seen some more uh, license adjacent stuff come out um with having seen the hellboy um 5e um and there's some other I, I, that's is that an official product or is that just using the open gaming license does anybody know those or, all use the open gaming license. those all are ogl yeah okay. so like star i got stargate here ah. you know the same thing i you know it's all kind of a they all use the open gaming license for that okay so so which is the coast and re- other than bringing in um magic the gathering lore they're not they're not looking to do any kind of a, a larger collaboration stuff that you're aware of they have the critical role stuff that they do too yeah. so but other than that uh, i'm not aware of anything else okay cool harland or she's bound by nda yeah she had a straight face like nah that's enough <laughs> <laughs> the 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 NDA answer is well I really can't talk about that like we we've gotten the NDA <laughs> answers before that seemed final enough I'll take it uh, the best I'll, is when they're like tell us all about the projects you're working on I'm like yeah I can't yeah <laughs> but, wouldn't uh, you stop. like to know checking the calendar and I can talk about one thing now yeah it's um, <laughs> in a week and, or and whatever. <laughs> It's crazy how far out some of that stuff is too. Like uh, there's uh, a couple of people that we've talked to and then actually somebody that's in my Tuesday night group that, that does some stuff. And I'm like, 
this is from like nine months ago. Like how, like it, it was just insane how far back um, they get involved and the NDAs can reach sometimes. What, I guess what's the longest time you've been kind of under that NDA umbrella regarding an uh, upcoming project? Uh, I was Candlekeep for a year. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I turned I turned in actually it was more than that because I turned in my rough draft and waited and it was like so it was before that and then it was like cuz the, the pandemic was in there and like mm-hmm. there's all this stuff so um I think it was almost almost a year before the book came out after I had turned everything in even. Yeah. Mm. That's crazy. So, Hang on, I just yeah, that share. was like I said, that was torturous. I'd be like share this comment from Drake. <laughs> I saw here. that. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he's not he's not wrong. He's, he's not, not wrong. wrong. What have y'all read? Uh, Civil War is good. They created the whole movies for Wanted is good. Nemesis is good. They got <laughs> We, that's a whole other separate show. We have guests. We have guests. <laughs> and on that note, we are getting close to the end of TWB's time because she has another engagement that she has to attend to. So on that note, Chad, if you have any last questions, we're going to do a bonus speed round. And then I am sorry, I should have warned you of this. We always close with the guest having the opportunity to ask the cast any one question that they have to answer individually. So as we go through the speed round. Oh, gosh. It- <laughs> Like you, pressure. You can also take a dodge action and we won't make fun of you for it. Uh, the, uh, and then I will come up with a really painful question for them to answer. So think of it as sparing them the pain of an awkward improvisation. <laughs> um, the uh, speed round, final, final round of questions. Guys, go. Harlan. Speed round. Harlan, speed round. Do you play D&D with your daughter? No. My daughter no, does not have any interest in playing uh, D&D or anything like that because I do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Got she's it. like, oh, and then she gets mad because all her friends play or they play magic or whatever. And she's like, stop saying my mom is cool. <laughs> <laughs> she gets like all inside about it. Uh, we had a conversation. I'm like, I really do think you'd like this. And she, she had the good grace to laugh and be like, <laughs> I think so too, but I'm still not going to do it. <laughs> I like her. I like her a lot. Yeah, I was like, oh, great. Wow. Jamie. Uh, I saw that you have two cats, uh, <laughs> and I was curious if you are a cat person only or a dog and cat person. Or dog. So my yard is the size of a post-it stamp, so it's not good <laughs> to have a dog. <laughs> so I just have the two cats right now. But I do like dogs, um, uh, just other people's dogs. <laughs> Jamie has a tattoo of his cat. Anthony? I do. Nice. <laughs> cats, so, I do like cats a little better. They're easier to take care of. Before I ask the question, I wanted to say I also had a similar experience with my daughter in D&D. Mm. And she, me and I had to argue her up and down that the Dungeons and Discord that was in My Little Pony was not D&D. She's like, it's not <laughs> A&D. It's Dungeons and Discord. <laughs> it's the same thing. She's like, no, what you do is not cool. But I'm going to borrow a question from my brother. What do you anticipate about the uh, D&D movie? <laughs> I don't know. That's that's the answer. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I I I would love for it to be really good and fun. Mm, like yeah. I I I'm just thinking about the other ones, and so <laughs> I yeah. just don't. Oh, I don't know. 
Jazz is not. So we have a cast member that uh, who who is a big fan of the original D and D movie um, for for legitimately good reasons, but we still give him a, a hard time for it because it's so bad. <laughs> Is so bad. <laughs> um, this new one looks like it, hey you know those quippy marvel movies what if we had a dragon in them um and that's not <laughs> objectively a plan or, or a, a blueprint for failure but i think if everybody is just cautiously patient with the movie that we'll, we'll either be pleasantly surprised or have our mediocre expectations fulfilled so. you mean like patience surprised like the world of warcraft movie like we think we're gonna get a second one we're not getting a second one um yeah that i think had more to do with blizzard than it did the actual movie because that movie made a uh a, a shit ton of money overseas overseas yes. yeah so oh, um, i didn't actually know that yeah mm-hmm. it uh it, did, it well did very 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 well in china uh enough yep. to know how uh, enough to legitimately finance the second one. Uh, but then it turns out Blizzard was Blizzard. Um, and they kind of had some other problems to focus on. Um, some pretty legitimate big ones. And I don't think um, I don't think that's really in the cards. Um, <laughs> same reason why we're probably not getting any more Castlevania out of Netflix. Show's incredible, but turns out Warren Ellis isn't. So I don't know if we're going to yeah. <laughs> Anymore of what is a great cartoon. That was so, a really good show. Yeah. I, I mean, I love that show. And then it was like, oh, we can't have Didn't they do the last season without him, though? Like, towards the last one, I think he's less involved in. I, he's still got a producer credit. And at this point, <laughs> Netflix, I think, uh, they may do another one. I, I, I don't know. But at this point, they've got a complete arc. And it's just as easy for Netflix to go, cool, man. Yeah. We've got all these 50,000 other projects lined up to go. This this Mark Millard d bag keeps turning in dress where Batman uh, you know beats up old ladies. Um, so, all right, moment of truth time. GWB, do you have a question that the cast must answer, or will you take the dodge action? Oh gosh, see, you got me involved in the things. I didn't have time to think of a question. <laughs> I was distracted by thinking about Castlevania and stuff. Now <laughs> fell from a cunning trap. Well, ask a, ask a Castlevania related question. That's a good one. Uh, all right. Uh, how many of you guys actually played the original games and stuff? Oh, we are all gamers, he- heavy gamers here. Hi. Game industry. Mm-hmm. I say vets, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Harlan made an Elmo game. I not just me. <laughs> Anthony I, was working I'm right here. He, he I also right made that Elmo game. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. I was Quickly. actually thinking of, I'm like, I should do something with that. I was thinking, somebody's got to write those video games. <laughs> like the dialogue <laughs> and stuff. We do dialogue. We're just, we're just game programmers. Yeah. That dialogue was, came straight from Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> you got a spreadsheet and you got a. Nice. So, 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 look like this. so Harlan, what was the first Castlevania you played and which one is your favorite? Uh, I don't, I don't really have a favorite. for the second part. I what? don't have a favorite. I don't. I don't. I didn't play a bunch of them. I played them, but I didn't play a bunch of them. Did you Castlevania the one for the one? Super Nintendo was the oh one. Oh my god, Harlan! So, I'm, so I'm serious. Super Nintendo was the first Castlevania you played. I don't think it's the first one, but it's the only one I. I yes, I the okay. one I remember, okay. <laughs> and I think I started playing it really after the what is it, Captain N. <laughs> and Simon N. Belmont. Dude, <laughs> Simon Belmont is the biggest bro D bag on that cartoon ever. I love it. Who cares? Of all the inspirations. Oh, it's like nine. Hey, wow. wow. Link was pretty bad too. That's pretty rough. <laughs> all right, See, Jamie. Not everybody's fighting with my question. I like yeah. it. <laughs> Mission yeah. accomplished. Thank you. That's a good question. You, uh, you, first you found our show's played. energy. <laughs> yes. 
first Castlevania I played was Castlevania One, mm-hmm. which I beat. Uh, oh god! There and, you go. Yeah, I know where and, all the wall uh, chicken is. Okay, sorry. Uh, and uh, my favorite Symphony one Nights. is Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Yeah. 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 But Jamie's Sorry. probably beat Castlevania one when he was like 40 years old on an emulator last week. That's yeah. the type of game <laughs> Jamie is. He will go back and play games that beat him when he was seven years old and like, I won't let it beat me now. <laughs> I did that with the Batman game, but I did not do that with Castlevania. Wow. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like the 19 so. Michael Keaton Batman movie adaptation game? Yep. yep. <laughs> From wow. 1989 or whatever. That game at the end it was hard uh, yeah yeah all those games were terrible um anthony so yeah the first castlevania i played was on nintendo uh but the only one i've beaten was castlevania 64 mm. <laughs> I, I didn't even know there was one it's not very good. Uh, no, no, it's not very good at all. <laughs> very good. It had some really weird targeting and uh it was awkward wanna be Zelda. Yeah. yeah yeah it's awkward i beat it though sorry i just speaking of the chief distractor i just got googled castlevania ttrpg and got red giant is a brutal and beginner friendly rpg inspired by castlevania and berserk uh from the creators of jojo's bizarre adventure and persona inspired rpg over arms all right so that checks a lot of boxes for a lot of people (laughs) like all those things really a lot Wow, yeah, there's a I don't lot. understand how those things mix. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, uh, they, their Kickstarter uh, is due to hit Kickstarter later today, November 9th, with the planned release date get, yet to be announced. Actually, now that I think about it, adding whips to JoJo's, bar, Jabari, bleh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is not too far-fetched. <laughs> so, uh, I don't, uh, the first one I remember playing is Castlevania II, Simon's Quest, uh, probably most notable for being the Nintendo Power cover that got censored for having eyeball, Simon yeah. Belmont holding a decapitated Dracula head on the cover, which I think was like the second episode of Nintendo Power, which I got in the mail because I'm old. So there we go, folks. So that's going to wrap it up for uh, in, uh, this episode of The Guest Quest. Thank you very much, Tony Winslow Brill, for uh, agreeing to come on. And putting up with our buffoonery and uh, <laughs> shining some light on Adventures League and Baldwin Games and the changes that are coming uh, and, and spend a little bit of time with us. We absolutely appreciate it. Chat, thank you for hopping in. And as always, hope you enjoyed the stream. Make the stream end now. Button thank you. Dash, go. Bye.